Before we start the show, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Their support keeps this show free for you. Armoire makes getting dressed easy with a clothing rental membership from Armoire. Build the perfect wardrobe and brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take the five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I ordered the cutest red coat and wore it to a birthday party last week. I got so many compliments. It was stylish and cozy and comfy. Just what I like. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a fitting room with fluorescent lights. Yeah. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style forward slash peace. That is armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash peace to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi Gemma, how are you today? Doing well, how are you doing? I'm doing great, what's going well in your world? I don't even know, it's kind of, everything's going well right now. We're doing good, like we're in a really good routine with school, the kids are getting, I mean, they're mostly getting along. We don't have like any, I have no areas that I'm like stressed or struggling with right now. Great. What's going well for you? Um, school's out in a couple of weeks and we're excited. Yay. Yeah, we're excited for that to end and both kids are graduating. One will be in high school and one will be in middle school next year. Gosh, wow. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Miss Gemma? We're going to talk about shame all around. Shaming our kids, mom shaming moms, us shaming ourselves. All of it. It's a lot, right? Shame can be very difficult on our little systems and on our systems of our kids. And um, it really wreaks havoc with self esteem Mm -hmm. and resiliency. So I know I was a big shamer when um, the beginning part of my parenting, I really was, I'd shame Esme a lot about what she did and how she treated her sister and just made her feel really bad because I didn't think that she felt bad because of the way she was acting. I think that's part of it is that we really do believe that because our children do something wrong, that we need to tell them how wrong they are and teach them that they can't be wrong. And the way in which we teach them is by shaming sometimes and belittling. And so I would say, I can't believe you did that to your sister. I can't believe you would act like that. What's wrong with you? What are you thinking? You know, really lay into her. And it didn't help her feel 
it didn't help her feel what she did was wrong. It didn't motivate her behaviors in any good way. It just made her feel bad about herself. And then when she felt bad about herself, then she would act out even more. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. I think that's in one of Alfie Cohen's book, one of his books. I don't know which one, but it says when you shame, instead of like teaching them, I'm here, like I'll guide you through this. Let's figure out the lesson in this. You just like make them embarrassed and feel like, well, now I'm going to sneak around. Like I can't do that in front of mom, you know? Yeah. Sneak around. And also that you make them feel as if they're bad or wrong. And so when they're bad or wrong, then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm going to act bad and wrong because that's what I already am because that's what my parents think of me. And so they just keep in this loop where they can't get out of it because we don't let them feel their own shame Mm -hmm. instead of making them feel shameful. Mm -hmm. This just happened before we started recording. It's always a struggle for me to separate from the children and like get in this room by myself. And so they were coloring or something with Dan and Jonah got mad. Dan like colored the wrong color or something. And it just like set Jonah off. So he bit him and like not broke the skin, but you know, like he left one of those little marks and then Jonah was screaming because he felt like in, you know, he was ashamed of himself. He knew it was wrong, but he just lost control. So he ran up to me and was crying. And then Dan came up and like pulled his shirt sleeve up and he was like, look, Jonah, look. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> Let's not make him feel worse. Like for he knows what he did. He did it. And so I just let him like cry and we processed. And then I didn't, I never said like, we don't bite people. Like there was no shaming that happened because what is that going to do in the moment? when he's already freaking out. So we just waited until he got past it. And then him and Caleb and I talked about it. We were like, if you feel really upset in the moment and you lose control, that's okay. Like everybody loses control sometimes, you know, but what could we do after? And then he was like, I should ask daddy if he's okay. Shouldn't I, you know, like he knew. I know. Yeah. He already knew without me saying anything. And we just normalize it instead of shame for it when you get really upset. Yeah, I think that I think we really do believe though that if we don't teach and we don't reprimand and we don't consequence and we don't punish when a child does something like that, mm-hmm. that we aren't giving them the lesson they need and that they don't know. I think we really do believe they bit because they didn't know and that we have to shame them so that they can feel the remorse. We want them to feel remorse and so we shame them, but when we shame them, it makes them feel bad about themselves as opposed to bad about what they did. Right. We want to give them the space to feel bad about what they did, but it might take them a minute and we have to be willing to sit in that awful minute without giving them the consequence, the bribe, the punishment, the whatever, even the belittling and even the verbal shaming. I think that's what I was really queen of and what I can go back to very easily is verbally shaming a child because I feel like they need to know. Mm Mm-hmm. But they already know. They say it like 18 months, 20 months, kids start to really figure out right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And they know from watching us what morality is. They know how to treat people kindly. If we're showing them that, then for sure they understand it. And they yeah. just need us there like when it overtakes them instead of making them feel worse. They just need somewhere to land. Yeah. We're their safe people. It's okay. Yeah. If they can't do it here with us, where can they do it? Yeah. And I had really low self-esteem growing up because shame was so much a part of parenting and like in school, you know, you were shamed for all kinds of different stuff. And so my whole life, I just like felt, I don't know what the word is, but I was just like scared to be myself because I didn't even know 
how to be myself because I was so ashamed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of all, like, I mean, and they would, I remember coming into school and if you didn't bring in something, you know, oh, you had to bring in a homework or you had to bring in a pencil box or you had to bring in, and if you didn't, it was name on the board. Yeah. If you didn't do something else that day, it was a check. And I was like, ah, my name's on the board. That was a check. It was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. My name would sit on the board all day, Michelle K. And I'm like, I would just stare at it and think, oh my gosh, what did I do? And I think it's that, and it doesn't build, what it doesn't build is resiliency. So it doesn't allow our children to fall down like your child did today, fall down and get back up and recover from it with any sort of, you know, dignity. And so when they lose their dignity in that place where we shame them, then we don't, then we don't allow them to learn resiliency. And so shame, Dr. Dan Siegel says, the opposite of shame is resiliency and the opposite of resiliency is shame. And so if we look at it like that, then it maybe can put it into perspective that our shaming and our, you know, explaining why they're wrong, which is shame in itself, doesn't work. And sometimes you shame and you didn't even like the, you don't even give them a second to explain themselves, you know, like, because I'll do that. Or I used to do that with Caleb where I'd ask him to do something and he legitimately didn't hear me or he was like focused on something, you know, and then I would start the shaming. Like you always do this. Why don't you listen? Why do I have to ask you 30 times? And if I just given him a second, he would ask like, Oh, I didn't hear you. What did you say? Or, you know, like they have a reason to do what they're doing Mm -hmm. and we can't break that bond with all the shaming when we don't even know what's going through their head. Yeah. And just think about it. If you're, if you were in a relationship with somebody who treated you like that, every time you did something wrong, we're like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? How could you dare you do that? But, 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 but. I mean, would you stay in a relationship with somebody like that for very long? Right. I, I wouldn't, but they have to, they're subject to us no matter what. I know. Yeah. Let's talk also about um, the shame cycle. I know for me, when I first started learning this methodology, I felt a lot of shame and guilt around the way in which I treated my kids at the beginning and a lot of like guilt around timeout and a lot of guilt around like taking toys and a lot of guilt around punishing and putting kids in rooms and all those things. I felt so bad that I had done it all wrong and that I was messing them up. And then I got to this, after a few weeks, I got to this really bad place where I was in a lot of my own shame. And it didn't do me any good because it made me feel so bad about myself that when I came to parenting, I was already at a deficit. I was already, you know, not doing well. And so then my fuse was really short and then I would respond really quickly. And then I would get into those old habits that I did. And then the shame would continue and I just looped. And I think there's something to be said for forgiving yourself if you have been shameful or if you have done things that you regret in the past and just saying, you know what, you didn't know. And I didn't know any better. It's okay. You can start over now. You can try to do it better tomorrow and that you don't have to beat yourself up about it because it doesn't do any good to feel that self shame too. It doesn't. I think you have to like feel it for a minute and then you have to release it because it's just what you said. It's just a never ending cycle. And if you look back at your life and think of all the moments you had with your parents, like not every single moment led to your demise, you know, like we're all going to be okay. And everybody's going to have little traumas here and there. And I do it even now. Like sometimes I'll yell like randomly on a random day and I get really deeply ashamed of myself. And I'm like, why would I do that? Like I'm the devil. I'm so mean. These kids need a better mother. But then after I let it all out, you know, or I process or cry with a friend, then I'm like, 
dude, I'm the best mom. Like I'm fine. We got this. You know, you just, you have to get to a place where, you know, like it's going to happen. And I think I like how you said process with a friend. I think it's important to tell on yourself when you do do something wrong, because I think when I tell on myself and someone forgives me, even if it isn't the person, like they just said, Michelle, that's normal. People (laughs) yell at their kid. It's okay. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can forgive myself because they forgave me because they see the good in me. I can forgive myself. It helps me feel okay. Like I know I'll tell on myself on my Instagram or on in Facebook. I'll say, I yelled at my kid. I shouldn't have. I feel bad. And then everyone's like, no, why you got this. And then I, then I can let it go more easily because I, I know that it's normal. I know that people see me for a better parent than I see myself in that moment and that I can just let it go more easily with other people's forgiveness. And just like not feeling alone, like feeling like you have a group and you know, like everybody's messing up. I'm not a bad mom. Like we're all just doing our best. And same with what you said about the past, like before you knew about this kind of parenting, because I felt that too, like, oh my gosh, I ruined the first like three years of their lives, but we didn't, we really didn't. We didn't. And we didn't know any better. We were doing the best job we could with what we knew. We love our children and we know that, you know, that, that it was all we knew and we didn't know any better. We couldn't do any better because we didn't know. Right. That was my problem is I wanted to like do it different, but I truly didn't know how to do it different. And there's no school. Like, where do you learn to be a parent? For me personally, I was so in the trenches the first few years. There's no way you could have taught me anything. Like it was like, I was drowning. And thank goodness I found it when I did, when my, you know, not sleep deprived and nursing and all this stuff, then I could be like, oh, now I see what's happening. So it also can come at just the right time for you. And that's okay too. Mm -hmm. I think with the shame too, like sometimes we're shaming ourselves so bad that then we project it onto our children, you know, because you're ashamed like, oh, I'm a bad mom because they're doing this. Now I need to shame this behavior out of them. And you just like, repeat and it does no good. Like all the shame just needs to go away. Yeah. I believe that to be true too. We need to have resiliency. And when we can forgive ourselves, once we feel the shame, then we can come back and come to our parenting more regulated because we have forgiven ourselves and that creates our resiliency. And the more you do that, like now, if I mess up, which I mess up all the time, I yelled at Esme a couple of days ago because she's being out of control with her sister. And I forgave myself almost immediately. Yelled at her again. Well, she'll be okay. And it's almost like, wow, you really, no remorse over there, but I do. But I'm also realize I'm human. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I think that's also what we need to instill in our children when they do something wrong. Yeah, they messed up. They bit somebody. They called someone a name. They, they did what X, Y, or Z. That's okay. That's a human response to life and they'll get through it and they, they won't, it won't take them down. Yeah, it doesn't define them. No, I think the other thing for me, and we talked about it a little on the spouse episode, but between parents, like I see us shame each other a lot in front of our kids, like he'll do something and I'm like, no, 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 do it this way. Like you do that every time you can't do that. And you know, cause then I've caught the kids doing it to each other. And I'm like, oh, that's from watching us. And I have noticed when I'm gentler with Dan and I don't shame and I, you know, like when he can't get the kids out of the door and I'm like, I have to go record, like get them out. Can't you just get them out? Caleb then will regurgitate that and be like, mom, I told you six times. Why can't you just do it the first time? And I'm like, oh no, (laughs) no, he's shaming me. Yeah. Modeling is like we've said a million times, 80% of what they learn. 
Yeah. But it's just helpful, like for the co-parenting relationship too, to not shame each other and to try to build each other up because mm-hmm. none of us are perfect and everybody's going to have bad moments. No, we got to treat our spouse and our partners like we treat the kids. Yeah. yeah. Mistakes are okay. And that there's a, they have a safe place to fall with us. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you only have this one person to parent with. You don't really want to shame them because you're, you need them. Yeah. They're your person. You want to record your podcast? Better be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody learns lessons like in the midst of shame. So, I mean, just like with Jonah and his biting and with Caleb learning to love his brother, the more I shamed him, the less he loved him. Then the more I was like, oh, it's okay. Like we poke eyes. We're going to poke the baby's eye, right? Like it's okay. You know, not making it okay, but making it okay to feel feel whatever he was feeling that caused him to poke the eye. Yeah. Finally made it go away. I think it's especially pronounced with siblings mm-hmm. because when you take one sibling's side and you shame the other sibling, the one you've taken the side of the, of the other one who you've, you know, ostracized is going to feel resentment toward their brother or sister just naturally because they feel like mom or dad's on their side. Mm-hmm. that's where it really came out as in the sibling relationships. It still does at times. Yeah. yeah. And with your parent relationship too. Cause I remember sitting in the corner all the time as a kid, just thinking like, I'm such a horrible person. Like, how could I do it? I, you know, like I really, truly, I don't think all kids do that, but I really took it to heart and I really felt bad about myself a lot. Cause I was in trouble all the time and I didn't really understand why, you know, I think a lot of kids feel that even if they don't act like that, they still feel like that they might act mean or, you know, be defiant or whatever, but I'm sure inside that's all stemming from low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other shame that I think is interesting is when parents shame other parents or you feel shameful around other adults because of the way you parent or just because of the way your child acts. I think that's a lot of it too. We feel embarrassed by how our children act and we think it's like some indication as to how good or bad of a parent we are and that we can really internalize that and that will also push us into not being able to regulate with our kids. Mm-hmm. I know for me, when I feel judged, then it puts me in a really bad headspace. And when I get in that really bad headspace, I have a really short fuse with my kids. And if it stems from something they've done, like some sort of behavior that they've displayed in front of someone else, then I get embarrassed. And when I get embarrassed, then I feel like I'm not a good mom because they're not behaving well. And then I go this whole shame circle. And I think this actually ties in with our other episode on feeling judged by other parents. But mm-hmm. I think shame is a big part of that. Yeah. I remember once I was with Casey and we were like in a parking lot and Nell like ran somewhere. And this woman said like, oh, you, you better watch her. She's going to get away from you. Or like made some comment and Casey was like, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> like she well, really that- stood up, but it's like, why are you shaming her when we're just living our lives here? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, why would we shame a child then too? Why would we say, oh, you, you were mean to your sister. Yeah, no duh. We understand. Yeah, I was mean to my sister. You don't need to tell me. Yeah. Kids will still learn lessons through guidance. They have internal morality. They have internal shame themselves. There are plenty of places in this world where they were already feel shame. We do not need to make them feel shame with us. They're going to feel shame at school. They're going to feel shame with their friends. They're going to feel shame in sporting events and activities and all kinds of places. They're going to feel shame constantly. Let's let them not feel that around us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Find us on TikTok. Find us on Patreon. You know, join our community in Facebook. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.